like I hate people that like for example have like a disability and use it to their advantage in a negative way or people that don't have disabilities and they're like oh well I'm depressed so I need the government to send me like this check and Mm -hmm. and I'm like you're actually downplaying people that actually have serious issues and and need support. Hey there, guys. It's Sojourn, a friend in your ear once again. And you're listening to Same, Same, But Different, an Evocast original. That's right. It's an original created by me. Hi, hey, hello. How you doing? Hola. (laughs) And today we have two special guests here. Um, I brought in two of my besties, Cassandra Cortez and Ada O. Hey, guys. Hello. It's your girl, Ada O, back again. (laughs) Sandra. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just <laughs> don't come in. how are you guys doing this week i'm good but today i've been in a funk yeah i've been in a funk recently too i'm how stressed cool. <laughs> oh yeah how is it being back at york oh god oh god are you guys still on strike no we came off Around, like, the end of summer. I thought you guys are, like, on a partial strike or something right now. Mm. Oh, partial? What does that even mean? Like, like the TAs are still on strike, but the profs... No, I don't think so, because I have TAs. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't go to your... I don't know. I'm just back. (laughs) I'm just back, and as long as I graduate... (laughs) Yeah, like... I don't care if I'm on a partial strike. (laughs) When are you due to graduate? Uh, October of next year. Ooh, are you excited? Yeah. Don't be. (laughs) I'm joking. Yeah, like, I'll get my degree, but no, because, like, what's up after that? Yeah, no, like, literally, like, my whole issue this past, these past few months, ever since I graduated. But anyways, we'll get into that. This week, guys, we're talking about mental illness versus physical illness and the double standards between the two, because obviously we all know um, physical illness is deemed as way more it's taken way more seriously um, than mental illness. Obviously, we are making, there are a lot of efforts to change that, but, you know, the stigma's still there. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, First off, uh, when did you guys both start experiencing mental health issues, and what issues did you guys have? Um, I first started taking mental health seriously, or, okay, not seriously, sorry. I first started noticing mental health like I'll say three years ago three years uh, no, no 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 three and a half to four years ago okay I'll say the beginning of my university career oh really okay yeah. uh, didn't you I swear like you went through like a period like when you were younger and like you had like a oh, therapist yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna goodness. say like sorry I'm just I'm just <laughs> talking about what I'm currently going through right now <laughs> no um I sorry I first started realizing um I had a anxious like an anxiety disorder um when I was about 13 years old well I was diagnosed with um, OCD and um ADHD Mm -hmm. and um, this was around the time where my parents split and I wasn't really handling it well I became like a really rebellious child Mm -hmm. and like started doing really like not proper things (laughs) so my parents took me to a counselor because I just thought I was like acting out of um what I was going through, the experience that I was going through during that time. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a quite, that process was quite, like, easy for me, I guess easier for me than it is now. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents took me to a counselor, I talked to someone about it, and I got over it in about, like, a year. Okay, that's not too bad. You know, it's always interesting when, like, I hear a lot of kids talk, like, talk about, not kids, but just, like, people in general talk about how much their, um, you know, their parents split has affected their mental health or just overall, like, you know, um, just how they felt about the family unit in general. And it's always been really interesting to me because as someone that kind of grew up in a single parent home, I always never took that. Yeah, I never took. Yeah, I never took that seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, okay, like your parents aren't together. Like, my parents is, haven't. Like, for as long as I remember, my parents haven't been together. Yeah, and it's been fine. Like, exactly. I don't get it. Um, it's but, funny though because like when I got over it, or like when that period passed and I wasn't acting the way I was acting. Um, I kind of thought of it like you too. Like I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I was I was just tripping. Like <laughs> I wasn't that deep. Like yeah. And I established um, 
I think that's when I started to like understand myself more as like an individual and like just became more like self-sufficient as a person and removed myself from that experience because it wasn't about me. And I feel like at that time I was trying to make it about yeah, me because like you're a kid, you don't know anything. You're like, oh my God, my parents are splitting up. They hate me. They don't want me to be happy. Like, no. But what is it that, is it, is that what it is that hurts that it, it's, it's that lack of consideration for the kids that you, is, is that what it is? Or mm-hmm. is it how you view love in general? Like, what is it that really, like, breaks a person when they find out that their parents are splitting? Um, I think I think it. it's just the whole idea of, like, nuclear family, family unit. Um, you know, you grow up in this, like, picture-perfect house, and then all of a sudden, it's not so picture-perfect. Yeah, and, and all like, these things are And then you start realizing, like, oh, this person's like this, and mommy's like this, and daddy's like that, and auntie and uncle, you know? Mm-hmm. Once you get over that and just, like, realize like yo people are messed up and like yeah and your parents are actually people and they're people and they're imperfect and they're not like you know and you just at that time that was so fundamental in your formative years in my high school years 15 16 you just established so much of self and realization and independence that's where you are like you start transforming transforming into exactly you as a person. So I was able to, like, I just, I've naturally been a mature person. Like I've always been told I'm mature. And I think at that time it was just like a period of maturity. And I I got through that and I started like really transforming that energy back into myself Mm -hmm. and discovering so much about myself during that time. And like that, that experience matured me and it humbled me and it was positive. I think it's great that you went to go see a counselor. And I know a lot of people do go see counselors for, uh, mental health issues, which I 125% support. Yeah. Because you really realize that your issues are temporary and, like, life's going to change. Like, in the future, this is, like, an issue is just temporary. No matter how bad it is, it's temporary. Yeah. So what was your... uh, For me, was I would say, in general, growing up, I've always been a very anxious kid. Mm -hmm. Always very paranoid. I don't know. Like, I was just very... I would guess, like, it guess uh, a little bit with the standards of pleasing my mom. I would always be so nervous, like, anxious to be the best. And then high school came around, and then my anxiety built from there with uh, fitting in and, like, looking different and mm-hmm. having, like, acne, which is such a small problem, but that yeah. literally I remember how it affected me you, down. yeah. Yeah, it broke me down. Like, I felt so ugly. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do anything. And, like, I felt, like, useless and, like, why me? And I was, like, mm-hmm. now that I think back at it, I'm, like, that was such a little issue. Yeah. But, I mean, your acne was pretty bad. Like, it was actually, oh, like, no, it cystic, was terrible. Like, at, like... It was terrible. I had to go on multiple medications to yeah. try to get it better. Yeah, your skin fun. skin looks great now, honey. Thank you. <laughs> I, think, I think we also need to acknowledge, though, too, when you're at that age, mm-hmm. you think everything yeah. is such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Oh like, gosh. the littlest thing is like the end of the world and it's like as you get older you realize like obviously like that Why didn't matter but like the next year then something else is like your new mm-hmm. big like life ending whatever and then the next year passes and then you're like oh that was nothing oh. but then there's something new and then it's just like this reoccurrence and like yeah we like cycle of like cycle, just yeah. one thing after another but then you start to realize like that's just life like there's life. always going to be something yeah. that always gonna be something. you're struggling with yeah, or and something you have to take days like one at a time yeah like, take it day by day really what helps for sure and i think it's important like for parents to instill in their kids like quickly that like honey this is not going to be the end of your life mm-hmm. and i try and like reiterate that to my my younger sister because i'm like oh my god yeah teenagers teenagers you know like and you can relate because we see our little sisters now like going through that teenage phase and my little sister literally freaks out about like not going to a party and how she feels like not accepted i'm like there'll be so many parties yeah Yeah, i remember hearing that there'll be so many parties there'll be so many other boys but like (laughs) Like, well i didn't get invited to that party (laughs) yeah oh my goodness yeah i'm just like oh my god like literally you're not even gonna see these people after you graduate yeah (laughs) and it's crazy now because we have problems now but like it's still deemed as like the end of the world yeah i feel like nothing really changes it's just the problems become a little bit like i wish my problems were still not getting invited to places like yeah. Right. Oh <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, please don't invite me. Like, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just trying to turn up at home. Or I'll say I will come, and then like. Mm. Yeah, I feel like the the go to the go to like 
like the one that everyone gets is when you're, you're like you tell someone like I'll let you know. I feel like that's a silent like I ain't coming. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> and you says, had like what time for an exam? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did that literally right before I came here. So when Stop. I was doing something, I'm like, yeah, I'll let you know where I'm at. <laughs> that's what I say. I'll let you know where I'm at. Yeah. AKA yeah. Not no, coming. Not happening. No. Don't call me. Okay, so like Cassandra, tell us a little bit about your physical illness and like your story with that. Well, well, I don't know if a lot of people know because I don't really talk about it because I'm very shy about it. Because in general, I feel like I'm I'm not definitely the only one going through it, but that I know of, I am. And so back when I graduated high school, so I was like 18 years old, I was diagnosed. Uh, well, I previously had been feeling bad for years. Like mm-hmm. I had, something was wrong, and I knew it. And so that's an also another thing that built up my anxiety. And for years, I would go to the hospitals, multiple doctors, and all that. And I would just be told, like, oh, anxiety. Oh, you're just a teenager growing up. It's anxiety. There's nothing wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. So I began to accept that I had anxiety. Mm-hmm. But then in my first year of university, I, I don't know what happened with... It was the... You stubbed your toe on, like, a vacuum. Yeah, yeah. No, a vacuum fell on my foot. Oh, okay, okay. And for weeks, my foot was hurting. I remember that. And yeah. And I was like, oh, I told Sabrina, I'm like, I think I broke my foot. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. So I go to the doctors, and they do the x-ray, whatever. Foot's not broken. And finally, one doctor at the um, Toronto General, who was a student doctor, uh, told me, he's like, have you ever been tested for your rheumatoid factor? And I was like, what is what? that? Yeah, yeah rheumatoid like, factor, what? <laughs> I was like, I just had blood work done. Like, I don't know what testing you're doing there, but sure, I'll go ask my doctor. And so, long story short, I go to the doctor, I get blood work done, and a week later, he calls me in, and uh, he's like, oh, we need to talk about your health and your future, blah, blah, blah. Then he tells me, and uh, I really don't like doctors sometimes because they're very inconsiderate to your feelings mm-hmm. straight up just tells me you have rheumatoid disease this is what's going to happen you're going to go to this doctor and this doctor and i was they are like what is this like, yeah you're just telling me i have some disease and like, yeah and all, even... all you're hearing is disease yeah i'm like oh my god i'm dying like yeah. what the hell so i was really scared and i remember calling you right after i came yeah. out of the appointment i was like bawling my eyes no out. i remember that day yeah yeah like you were the first person i ca- called because i had no idea what i just got told right and i was like oh my god i have rheumatoid disease blah 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 so basically what rheumatoid disease is, and it's also known as rheumatoid arthritis, it is a form of arthritis, but it is basically your immune system attacking itself. And so it causes inflammation in your body. Mm-hmm. And so it is like having arthritis, but it's a lot worse. Cause yeah, it's like an autoimmune disease. Yeah, kinda, like yeah. sometimes I'll tell people, oh, yeah, I have arthritis. And they're like, oh, yeah, my mom has that. I'm like, no, but I have rheumatoid arthritis. And they're like, yeah, like my my, my grandma, my mom have that in their yeah. knee. I'm like, yeah, the difference is that <laughs> it affects like my whole body, not just my knee. Yeah. It affects every joint from all the joints on my toes, from all the joints on my feet, my ankle. My like everything. Anything that's And your, a like, joint. organs, like, everything, yeah. Everything, yeah. So. And I think that that's the difference. Like, so for any of you guys who, like, are still kind of having a hard time, like, making the difference, rheumatoids is usually um, the type of arthritis that a lot of people are born with. It's something that happens usually to younger people, um, and it's diagnosed at an early age, and it's uh, it's more of, like, an autoimmune um, disease, whereas r- the other arthritis is more... Osteoarthritis. Uh, uh, sorry? Osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis has more to do with... With the age. wear and tear mm-hmm. of just bo- like your joints, joints. Yeah. Um, and that just and that's usually what happens to a lot of us during old age because obviously yeah like, it's something like, we'll all eventually yeah get somewhere not everywhere like you can get mm-hmm. in your finger whichever your joints you overwork the most yeah, yeah exactly yeah, so, so it's un- but mine's uh, unfortunately happened at the age of well diagnosed at the age of eighteen mm-hmm. and so yeah that's my story and I'm moving forward from that it's been a very up and down roller coaster for me yeah uh, specifically so with my doctors that advice for anyone going through any issue health issue is you are your best doctor in the sense that you have to do your research to find out what's best for you because your doctors though they do care for you they're not going to be behind you every single day and I kind of see like they're just in and out like oh come in for a visit okay Mm -hmm. here's your prescription bye they don't tell you how to eat how to exercise how to take care of mental health which is super 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 important Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with a disability yeah. Because you will go through hell mentally. Like, yeah. there's, I, like, for this whole year, I probably cry almost every single night going to bed 
saying like, oh, why me? Like, this is not fair. I'm only 21 years old. Mm -hmm. I've been dealing with this harshly for a good year and a half. Because at 18, when I was diagnosed, like, it was very lightly. And they're like, oh, it gets worse with time. And I'm like, okay. And then a year passed and I was okay. Then the second year passed and I was like, okay. Like, I get achy a little bit, but it's nothing bad. And then like the third year after coming back from California, which I exhausted my body a lot. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I absolutely went through the worst stage of my life. I had to quit my job. Was it after California? That's yeah, when it really... Yeah, because oh. I, like, I tired myself out on my trip, like, really bad. And I guess like, my body never recuperated from that. And, like, yeah, I got so, so bad. Like, I would be calling into work. I wouldn't show up for school. I lost, like, 30% of my final mark on a lot of uh, classes where presentation was, I mean, participation was huge. And, yeah, it affected everything. Like, I didn't want to talk to anyone. Like, I was stuck in bed out of seven days, probably, like, five. Yeah. And, like, my mom would sometimes have to shower me. And it's so funny because, like, while this is happening, like, I don't think anyone realized because I don't let that side of me be shown. They didn't let that side of me be shown to the public because, like, no yeah, one Yeah, even me. your friends. Like, I remember for the longest time, like, you didn't want anyone in our friend like our friend group to like know what had happened yeah. and you were like no like even though I can't make it to this or I can't do that like don't tell them <laughs> yeah yeah because I was like dealing with it so like like that big and that like severe like just that time so I was like I don't want like for me that it's still kind of like sits in my head but it's like people are gonna view me differently like they're mm -hmm. gonna treat me different and I do get treated differently a lot but Sometimes it's, like, out of sympathy, and sometimes it's out of pity. So that's what I don't want to come across sometimes. So that's why I'm very quiet and very private. But at the same time, like, me dealing with this alone, I'm, like, maybe I, I'm trying to make it less private so that I'm able to help myself. Yeah, because the well people know others, how to accommodate anyone. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's been how it's going for me. I think it's super important how you mentioned that, like, your mental health kind of coincides with the physical health. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I wanted to ask you, do you think that mental health could get so severe to a point where it translates to the physical health, yeah. where it manifests to, like, 100%. like a cancerous... A yeah, I've like, heard so many yeah, accounts of 100%. that. Like, you know? people have gotten, like, legitimately sick yeah. because of because their mental, mental health. Yeah, your yeah. brain controls so everything, So one thing right? that... Um, I remember going to see a psychologist when I went to Mexico trying to, like, fight this disease, too. Like, I went as far as going to Mexico to some, like, local towns and mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, he was telling me, because he's a naturopath, and I do believe that everyone should have a naturopath alongside their doctors and their specialists or whatever. And what's a naturopath? So it's just dealing with natural ways of battling your body, like, making sure your body doesn't have any toxins, making mm -hmm. sure your body has all the vitamins through, like, foods through exercise, through yeah. all that. So they're they're the ones telling you how to deal with it rather than, like, for example, it's... Like, like on a day-to-day -day basis yeah. outside of just, like, taking medication. medication. Yeah, because yeah. medication, what my acupuncturist actually told me, is what it does, it just hits the symptoms rather than the root of the cause. Mm -hmm. And so you're just suppressing the symptoms, which is not necessarily good for your body because you're just hiding it. And then yeah. one day your body might freak out because it's like, oh, my God, like, something's being pushed down in my body, but it's still there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's like, your medicine never hits the root of the cause. In yeah. this case, it's hitting the symptoms, and hitting the symptoms doesn't do anything good yeah. for you. Yeah. Wow. True. So, yeah, definitely, again, with mental health, like, it really plays a huge, huge role in how you feel because when I'm feeling down, when I'm crying, when I'm in a negative state where I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this anymore, like, and I'm just crying, and I'm really... What happens with me, I get really rude. Mm -hmm. I get really angry. And yeah. so the next day I wake up and I feel, like, even more sore, mm -hmm. even more pain, mm. even more, like, I don't know, like, not being able to walk yeah. out of my bed. And then, but then when I'm in that state of, like, you know what, you're going through this, like, pick yourself up because either you go through this or you go through this because I don't have a choice. Like, yeah. I, don't, I can't say, like, oh, I don't want to live like this today. No, this is how I'm living. So this year I've been working a lot on, like, myself and mental health and because one thing I do notice when I'm feeling great, like, mentally, yeah. I feel even better physically. More capable mm -hmm. physically. What do you think, sorry, what do you think's worse, the mental or the physical? They're bad in their own way, but definitely for me, the physical. Mm. The physical just, like, I don't know, it's 
I try it for it not to take over my life, but it is my life. And I, for example, used to love hiking. I can't hike. I used to love dancing. I can't dance. I used to like to cook. I can barely open jars. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have to find happiness in alternative ways, yeah. which still helps. And like I try to be as positive about it. But it just sucks when I think back oh, when I used to be able to drink with my friends, when I used to be able to hike, when I used to be able to swim, when I used to be able to... So that's like, it just sucks because, you know, it's never going to be the same. And then I also think about the future and like my partner, like, yeah. oh, are they going to be okay with it? Mm-hmm. Like, and for a huge part, for example, thinking about the future now, we're like 21, 22. Uh, I started thinking about kids. I'm like, okay, I know I'm still 21. But I do want kids in the future. Yeah. And then I start thinking, can I even like carry my own child? And one thing about rheumatoid arthritis is, is that if you have it, you are almost certain to pass it on to your child. So it's something I have to think about. And then it gets into my head, oh, what if I'm not able to have a child? Right? Yeah. And then well, have like, you have your doctors told you anything about well, that? Well, I've done my own research and I've done I've looked through multiple blogs of people that have uh, RA. And they do the ones that do care of their own children end up feeling worse after mm-hmm. the, they give birth. So a lot of them uh, say to turn into alternative, like... Like a but, surrogate? Yeah. Surrogate, oh, okay. Yeah, so I've been considering doing uh, surrogacy. Yeah. Yeah, and I've even talked to my boyfriend. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to end up with him, but I always like to tell my partner that I'm with. I'm like, you know what? Like, this is who I am, and this is what's happening. Are you okay with that? And so far, like, my boyfriend has been very, very accepting of it. Mm-hmm. And even the topic of pregnancy, which is, it could be awkward talking to your boyfriend yeah. about it, because, like... But, like, that's a real thing that you you have to consider. Yeah, I'm like, I know we're health. very young, and I know this is in the future, but I'm not just, like, the quote-unquote normal body that can get pregnant at any stage, and it's going to be fine. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, the normality of it, like, yeah. quote-unquote. So I have to think about it, like, years ahead, and kind of plan, like... Accordingly. Yeah, so... Another thing is, like, freezing my eggs, like, at this age and all that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, like, definitely, I feel like having a physical disability is just a step worse than having mental illness, which mm. I don't, like... Want to downplay, like, yeah, one over the other. Yeah, because 100%, like, mental health is so important, so, so important. Like, it could literally drive into your, like, physical, physical health. Yeah. yeah, so I don't put one above the other. I just put physical, like, a step forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you do, Othmar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, well, coming on to the, like, topic of, like, vices, like, you know, when it comes to vices, um, you know, a lot of us used to use that to cope when it comes to struggling with things like depression. And, like, you know, for you guys, like, in what ways would you say that that's influenced your depression? like, any sort of vices? Um, well, for me... And, like, what are those vices? Like, what are your vices? Like, mm-hmm. why do you believe you attached, you're to, attached to those in particular? Yeah. So, I definitely have accepted I am, I... What, what is it called <laughs> when, like, you have, like, an addictive personality? That's what mm. I mean. Okay. I, I definitely 100% have an addictive personality in, like, almost everything in my life. Um, the first time I realized that was during that same period when I was in my teenage years and I started smoking weed. Mm-hmm. I thought I was a pothead, fam. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, I have my little weed kit. <laughs> yeah, everyone has like, a kit. roll in between classes. We'd like go out and smoke weed. Like I would perma fry in high school. Bomb I see, everything. and I can't even like can see, see that. that. <laughs> because today, guys, even today, like, because I consider myself a pothead and like Ada's just like, yo, I don't understand you guys and your weed culture. Like, why do you have to kill the roach? Like, why do you have to do yeah, this? Why do you gotta save this? Like, I don't smoke weed anymore like now as a young adult but in high school I smoked a lot of weed right so I think that was like my first vice mm-hmm. or no actually my first vice was love but that's a different discussion um but like my first like substance was weed right yeah then like it hit a point where like I became super paranoid every time I smoked weed like mm-hmm. I could not mm-hmm. I smoke weed and think that I'm living real life like I thought I was in an alternate universe and it freaked you and out and it freaked me out I'm like oh my gosh why am I alive why am I looking why is the sky like this why oh my is gosh. time moving why, why am I talking? yeah oh my god those are the worst why are you looking at me like yeah like everything was and it was just like a triggering point where like everything every time I smoke weed I just like like get super paranoid so I cut weed out completely cold turkey right mm-hmm. so now as I'm getting older I have like no more 
vices kind of until um i'd say first year university where like you know everyone starts drinking and alcohol and, out, yeah. and gets more exposed or i mean has more access to alcohol because yeah. in high school you drink like a smirnoff yeah like, like you drink whatever you like, yeah whatever you can get brother you can pick up. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. exactly so first year um was like my introduction to like really being like a binge drinker my first year university and um, okay talk to me about like like what are we t- saying when we say binge like binge like like how how someone might have like a f- eating disorder and binge eat would be how i would like binge drink. so is this like a daily thing a like daily how- thing i'd pick up wine put it in my starbucks cup I would just drink alcohol so casually. <laughs> during the, it doesn't matter what time of the day, morning, afternoon, night, have a, a nightcap, mm-hmm. buy, like, little Mickeys and just, like, nightcap myself to sleep. Like, it was, I thought it was normal. Mm-hmm. I thought it was normal until... Like, you thought you just, like, drinking. I just like drinking, yeah. And, like, and, and then I was also, like, partying a lot then, so that kind of, like... Like, like, you're, like the normality. T- yeah, yeah, tied yeah. Into it was really two. normal until people around me start calling me an alcoholic and then I got super offended because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not an alcoholic you know like it's yeah. kind of weird when someone calls me an al- like yeah. even me just saying it like I feel uncomfortable because yeah. I like I'm not dealing with it that bad as it like once was but like you know I still drink yeah, yeah. and when like your mom starts confronting you about it you know Ooh. how was that Ooh, like awkward. yeah um, it's weird and it's so weird like I get so defensive about it mm-hmm. And like, I feel like when I catch myself getting a little defensive, I'm like, that's when I realize. Realize, like, okay. like, am I an alcoholic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, like, I'm getting. I, I took this really personally right now. Like, shit. Like, maybe I do have a problem. Yeah, because my mom's definitely even brought it up with me, and I don't feel like I have a drinking problem. But like, anytime like I've had dr- like I've had friends over, like I obviously like get a we get a bottle of wine and like just like chat or whatever mm-hmm. and like you know I remember there was a point where my mom was like yeah I've been seeing like empty wine bottles like a dresser <laughs> oh lately like yeah. and like I guess I never I guess I never took it pers- like I never took it seriously because like my mom gets drunk off of like a Smirnoff ice <laughs> so like her idea of like <laughs> excessively drinking is like very like like, you could be doing, like, bare minimum, and, yeah. like, that's, like, a For lot sure. to my mom. Yeah, yeah, But I definitely even realize, even now, like, as I'm... So, guys, <laughs> the last time I felt, like, my thing with depression, like, the last time I ever, like, used the D word, I was in high school, and I was I was combating a lot with, like, just fitting in. Um, I think I... I I combated a lot with, like, being the only, like, the token black person because in my high school, like, I I was pretty, like, it was all, like, Italians and, like, Asians. Um, and I remember, like, combating a lot, like, just drawing apparent, um, drawing comparisons in terms of, like, my appearance, how my hair was, how I was doing my makeup, and, like, you know, no matter how much I tried to look a certain way, like, just other white girls that I saw that were going completely natural, like, I still feel, didn't feel like I could amount Achieve to. That. Or, like, you know, it's just, like... And also, even just, like, the whole, like, boy thing, like, the whole attraction thing. I went to an all-girls school, so it's just, like, in, ter- in terms of, like, meeting guys, like, the guys usually only gave a lot of the attention to the ones that really stuck out to them. And, like, you know, they'd obviously invite to parties and stuff, and I felt like, you know, I, I always... I, combat- I combated a lot with just... The comparison in the sense where I, I never feel, felt like I could be seen as attractive. Like, so I always kind of ro- yeah, rode off of the yeah. whole, like, I'm, like, a guy's girl kind of thing. Like, I'll be the, I'll be friend. every guy's good friend, friend that they want to, like, drink with and smoke wing with. Wing woman. Wing woman, yeah. And I I remember, like, really <sighs> holding on to that um, position and, like, riding with it and owning it. And it wasn't until towards the end of high school that I, I started, like, kind of, like, fit into my features and, like, kind of get a little better with how I, yeah, um, carried myself, gained a lot more confidence, and then it was just always interesting, like, how, you know, the, the 360 of how people would, like, treat me, especially, like, guys, yeah. Yeah, Um, boys, I said (laughs) Yeah, boys, boys would address me, (laughs) Um, and then, you know, I kind of dealt with that for a while, I was dealing with a lot of um, family issues at home as well, and, like, I remember I turned a lot, like, my first thing to turn to was weed. Um, I was, like, smoking every day, like, literally, like, I was me, 
me, Nicole, and Blina were known for smoking so much so that people, like, coined, like, replaced the word, like, would say weed, would say Delina's name instead of weed, like, that Delina loud. Like, that happened within, like, our group of, like, high schools. Like, people would be like, oh, hanging out with Delina today? Like, like, that was... Bruh, like, my best friend, Delita, was, that's how deep she was in. That's how deep we were all in. Like, the three of us would just, like, smoke all the time, and I felt like that was a big way that I tried to kind of, like, escape what I was dealing with. Yeah, just to, like, you know, get get a little high, have some laughs, like, not think about what I had to come home to or whatever um, the case may be. And, like, now, like, you know, fast forward, like, six years later or so, like, coming out of, um university like I've found that those feelings of like and I I've had I I can definitely say I've had my sad moments and like my hard times but I don't think after what I went through in high school I ever like I I felt that low or I I felt anything that could be comparable to how I was feeling back then like Mm -hmm. back then I could honestly say like there were times where I was feeling like legitimately suicidal and now to feel, and I I'm, I remember, like, you know, a few weeks back when I started to kind of have this familiar feeling again, it, like, freaked me the fuck out. And I was just like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, something that it felt foreign, but at the same time so familiar, and I, I knew what it was. And it scared me for, like, a, the the first week like the first two weeks ago like first two weeks of it feeling that way like it scared me to even use the word depressed because I hadn't used it in so long and I and I may I I, I'm usually so intentional with my word like I won't use certain words if I don't feel that that's truly how like and also like using the word depression like sometimes I'm like am I really depressed yeah you never want to misuse yeah you never want to misuse I know it's such a serious word and I'm like I just don't want to say I'm depressed because what if I'm not and I'm just devaluing it yeah and when I find out I'm not depressed I'm just gonna look like a joke yeah people you know yeah exactly and like you know I've seen and especially and I think also my thing was like I had a lot of friends who were depressed and so I never wanted to devalue the word by thinking that how I was feeling like maybe having going through a rough time was anything comparable to what I saw my own friends going with. And I was like, no, like, that's not me. Like, I'm not there. Thank God for that. Like, I can get through this. And now feeling that way coming out of school, like, it just scares the shit out of me. And, like, I've I've realized, like, all the same similar symptoms of just, like, feeling, like, empty and, like, not knowing what to do with myself or always trying to fill myself with like company like Mm. um it it really got to me yeah and I think even now feeling that way like I do try my best to like stay away from alcohol because I (laughs) yeah no and you know what it is too like I know like depression loves alcohol yes and like just in general whenever yeah it's a depressive And I, and I always notice, like, I don't know, when, especially if I'm not doing well mentally, like, whenever I decide to drink instead of smoke, I just get so vulgar. Like, I, I oh, get so yeah. vulgar about the way I feel towards things. I start, like, Your words spitting out, wearing. Yeah. And Yo, I, if I'm drunk, I have the dirtiest smell. Like, yeah. I'll be cussing up and down the place. But yeah. It's, it's what I think it is. It's, like anger it's emotion that is coming out yeah just like pure negative emotion i'm just talking even outside of like cursing like swearing like i'm just like just like that vulgar sense of like yeah oh my god bye we're not talking about motocons right now it's not getting to that but yeah no like i and i think even just taking in how i am when i am drunk especially when i'm not doing well mentally like i just don't like the person that i become and like i find that i do go towards weed more like i'd rather depend on weed Mm. because i find that it more distracts it's a it's a big it's a big way of like distracting me mm-hmm. from the things that I'm dealing it's also with. also not as harmful. Yeah, exactly. It's like something you always have in the back of your head regardless of what yeah. you're going through. You're like, I don't want to, like, harm myself. Yeah. And, I like, it's weird. Like, I never thought that... Like, I always looked forward to graduating and now that I have, like... It, I, I've realized how how big of a role school has played in my life in terms of, like... Identity? How, identity, how my brain works in terms of, like, 
gratification and like putting in to get something back in return like Mm -hmm. having that outline and I've been talking to a lot of people about this like you know when your mind is so used to working in the outline of like syllabuses like you know all the things yeah you you know that you you have all of these things that someone else has laid out for you like a staircase yeah achieve this one then you get to the next step achieve this and yeah and then there's the midterm there's this and there's the essay and then you'll and then you're you know you finish the course and that's how you get the course done and then that gives you the credit which makes you one step closer to graduating this makes you one step closer to this and that and now that I'm not in that framework anymore you're done and what do you do for yourself like in the real world yeah and it's just like I don't know how to gauge how much that I need to put in to get that to that next level and so I find that just being like an overachiever like I'm oh, I'm trying to do so much and, like, I'm trying to find all the areas that I'm lacking to, like, improve on. Um, and because I'm not seeing that that same, like, give back in return, I just keep trying to, like, do more and more. And it's just, like, this never-ending cycle of, like, feeling like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. And then, like, I'm, I, that I'm failing at this and then I'm, like, lacking in these areas, like, because I'm putting too much into my work, now I'm lacking with my friendships. Or now that I'm getting more attention into my friendships, I'm lacking in my relationship or vice versa. Um, and it's just been a lot for me to, like, let go of, like, the expectations that I set for myself and that mm-hmm. people have on me and just just be and just do whatever do. I can. Live your life. Yeah. It, well, it's, I think it's very important to, again, like what I said earlier, take things one day at a time. Yeah. And like, I know it sounds so vague and people will be like, yeah. what the hell do you mean taking days one day at a time? It's like, that's exactly what I mean. That's don't, how you get through it. Yeah. Like, don't overwork your day. If you, since I guess now have a little more freedom of no deadlines, for example. But like, see, I think because my mind is so used to deadlines, mm-hmm. it's like, if, it, it kills me if I don't have one. And that's one. why the brain literally is, could be your best friend and your worst enemy because it's, yep. it's literally setting you up for failure, but it can also set, set you up for great success. So you have to know how to handle your thoughts. Yeah. And yeah, and like even I tell you all the time, I'm like, just because your problems are not big as others doesn't mean they're not problems they're and not that doesn't valid, mean yeah. they're not affecting you because they clearly are. Mm-hmm. And so just because you feel like they're not the end of the world, doesn't mean you shouldn't talk to people about them. I definitely always tell everyone, yeah. no matter how small your issue is, if it's affecting you yeah, deeply, that it doesn't matter. It, yeah. It's a big issue because that little thing can become like can become like the end of your world. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I always say like talk about your issues and like for um, example for me it's easy because I like I've had like practice on like oh I know but I don't talk about my issues and if I hold it in like I'll be worse mm-hmm. but like for example like my ex-boyfriend who like faced depression he would never talk about it he would always get worse and he's like I don't need to talk to anyone about it it's about Ugh. me I'm just like no yeah like, no one will be able to understand or relate anyway yeah, so and he's like point. oh yeah. he kind of made it seem like that macho thing like oh guys don't talk about their feelings yeah. I'm like yeah. yes they do because you easily break as a female. And, like, I just feel like sex has nothing to do with it. It's just you need to clean your thoughts out. You need to clean yourself. Your, mm-hmm. like, spiritual yeah. self needs to be cleaned. Yeah. So, you need so, to, like, like un- saying I'm a guy is so invalid to me. It's, like, you need... But, again, it's, like, it's stages, and you want to want to do better for yourself so, so you can do better for yourself. Like, you just, like... For example, like, what's that saying where, like, you couldn't lead a donkey to the well, but you can't make a drink? Yeah, yeah, no, Mm -hmm. I I get what you're saying. I think there's a lot to be said about just, like, men opening up about their issues. Like, all my guys out there, you guys need to start talking to each other. Like, it's way deeper than you think. Mm -hmm. Connecting over connecting with each other outside of just your your in your common interests isn't enough you need to have someone that you can actually talk to about real shit because mm-hmm. it really does affect the relationships that you get into mm-hmm. like and my that's how things become toxic yeah exactly that's like my relationships. my own relationship like you know we dealt with that like we are dealing with that issue of like communicating with each other and like not like him not drawing comparisons of like you know like sojourner like it's okay everyone go- goes through it you'll be okay or just like you know downsizing things it's just like and when i got to the root of where the issue was and like just his problem with communicating or like being able to like be a good listener i it came down to you know I'm surprised that, like, he was hurt and surprised that, like, he didn't know how to li- be a good listener and mm-hmm. s- give sound advice because he's, like, I've never had to do that with anyone before. Like, I've never, like, all of my friends, like, 
I mean, like, it's not that I don't care, but it's just, I, no, none of my friends really, like, we don't, we don't talk, like, we don't hmm. A- hmm. ask inquisitive um, questions about what we're going to, through and trying to unravel yeah. um, the root of the problem. It's just like, oh, like, you know, you'll feel better, you'll get through this, or, or I'm here for or you. Or that but, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. When yeah. you tell someone something, they're like, oh, man, like... That sucks. <laughs> what is that doing for me? Yeah. I know. Like, I'm aware, yeah. I'm aware yeah. of the issue. I think it's important to have um, healthy mental health mm-hmm. in relationships because you could reflect your own internal issues onto your partner mm-hmm. yeah. that you don't even realize. Yeah. And it could set them back. Yeah. 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 And, like, things that, like, you're not actually, if you're not actually addressing it as a problem and, like, you're just taking it out of the, on them, out of frustration, yeah, like, then people internalize and think, like, oh, I am being the problem rather yeah. than, like, the problem isn't you, it's it's not me either. It's just the fact that, like, I'm dealing with a lot right dealing now. Dealing with, Yeah. Exactly, yeah, you have to take care of yourself. Like, that love yourself, like, if no one's going to love you, you have to love yourself. I don't know how yeah, saying yeah, this, yeah. but, like, you're the only person that can make your life successful by loving yourself. Yeah. No one's, no one's going to be able to love you if you don't love yourself yeah. first. Like, 100%. no one's going to know how to love you if you don't know how to love yourself 100%. as well. 100%. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> I went off on a tangent there, but, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Picture this. Okay. You have a friend whose depression has gotten very bad. Yeah. You also have a friend whose terminal cancer has gotten very bad. You no longer feel as if your relationship is the same with either friend, and therefore you feel like you may want to consider separating yourself from them. Do you feel it'd be more justified to leave one friendship over the other? Which one, if so, and why? I couldn't leave anyone. Yeah. If we were going through both. Yeah. Really? No. Yeah. And I feel like... like I would have to not be selfish and pay attention to both of them because... See, that's the thing, though. Like, I feel like there has to come a point because I feel like this is the issue. Like, we try and overwork ourselves to, like, be there for the people that need it. But at the same time, like, especially with depression, like... If it's affecting you and you're like you're no good to anyone if you're no good for yourself. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes like especially like with mental illness, like it can latch onto you and you can start yeah, thinking like in those energy. negative yeah, that negative energy can latch onto you as well. And I feel like uh, we we don't talk about it enough like being selfish when you realize that like you're no longer that healthy friend for that someone now you're you're now break like they've brought you down and now you're in it with them and you're you guys are both trying mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. you know work figure it, it out figure it out when yeah. you're both at the bottom and yeah. I think that's great if you do try and you know try and do that but I feel like we should start also like normalizing the fact that it's okay if like you feel like this is a lot right now you feel like like it's like you don't need to feel so guilty about not being there, not being there, or needing to 100%. take a step back. 100%. That, and that's what I feel like. That's why I kind of wanted to take the the whole scenario. It's mm-hmm. just like if it's becoming, if it's gotten so bad that like it's becoming so much for you that you feel like you need to separate that yourself from that person. Like mm-hmm. which, like that's where I it was mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. kind of going. I would I would be there on my good days. Yeah. That's the I best just I could say, do. Be there at the best way you can. Like you don't have to physically be there. Like even yeah. though it's like from sometimes. Like I remember you spoke to me about it. It's like you don't know how to talk to me sometimes because mm-hmm. you just feel like I'm going through hell, mm-hmm. and you just don't want to devalue what I'm. But I'm like, it's okay. Like you yeah. know what? Like I may be going through hell, but that doesn't mean I'm not gonna be a friend. Because yeah. I know how to be a friend. Yeah. And I also like been like learning a lot by for myself and by myself. And I definitely don't want to be that person that. I want people to just feel bad for me and, like, never say anything to me. Or just feel like like yeah. they feel so, like, down after, yeah, like, I'm talking like, to you. Because I feel like a lot of the times you don't realize, and I think it's important to communicate that with a person mm-hmm. that is going through a lot. Like, because sometimes they're not going to realize themselves that, like, they're also bringing you down. Like, you're starting to... Um, internalize all the negativity that, like, you know, that's building up within themselves. Like, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, when you actually, like, communicate that and vocalize that, it makes the person be like, whoa, like, clearly I've been either talking a lot about my issues and we haven't been addressing yours or, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, you know, it's probably better for me to practice, like, you know, 
doing either doing more things that like can take our mind off of it or like you know talking about something else like not always yeah you don't have to talk about like the issue like you can kind of distract yourself yeah better yourself together Mm -hmm. like by watching movies or how are you like i hope you have a good day yeah or Or what can we do to make your day good yeah Yeah. something positive i'll come bring you some soup yeah like i have friends that do that too it's like it's it's the small things. You don't have to go out of your way to make sure you're okay. Like, I need yeah. to make sure you're better by tomorrow. No, mm-hmm. it's like small things. Like, I hope you have a good day. I was thinking about you. Or I miss what you. What Netflix show you. are you, you watching? Yeah, like, talking about, like, just current events and, yeah. like, yeah. getting your, like, you know, not making what's going on the center, the center. of attention. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm, I'm faulty for that because... Like, I feel... For someone who's, like, who's experiencing depression... And then I hear, like, someone else be depressed. It's like, yo, I know that's all you're thinking about. Because that's all I think about when I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like, even when I'm, like, like, I always say I'm that type of friend, like, it's kind of hard for you to come to me when you're, like, down or sad. Because, like, I just will not know what to say. Because mm-hmm. I'm constantly down and sad all the time. Yeah. You know? So it's just, like, I'll just, like, look at you. <laughs> like, I'll just be looking at like, okay, um... Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, because you haven't found a way to kind of get out. To get out of myself. So, like, like, it's really hard for me to be a comforting friend. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like this is something that, like, I'm still learning to do. To to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It takes time. It definitely, like, that comes with finding who you are, too. Yeah, no. Like, I am reflecting. Yeah, definitely. And, like, you. (laughs) Which is an epidemic in this world. We do not have enough self realizing reflecting, reflecting human yeah. beings on this planet like we're just constantly distracted and like busy 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 especially in like just north america like western culture like i'm such a big believer of the fact that like here you really do live to work yeah like, whereas like so in europe yeah you like work to live yeah, but in asia though that's a, it's the same exact thing yeah, yeah it's yeah, not like even worse uh, what is it called metropolitan city politan so yeah. metropolitan that like it's just go 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 and yeah. like for me like personally like going back to quitting my job uh, i remember that even with dealing with a disease that kept me in bed i would go to work and I, I would literally be limping to work, like, holding on to dear life getting to work. Mm-hmm. And I would be at work, and I would go sit, or I'll be holding on to yes. tables, or they had to accommodate me. And, and, like, after I quit, because I was like, you know what? I need to, like, work on myself, and that means not stressing out over going to work because I need money. Like, that's another thing. Like, sometimes, like, money becomes our big issue, and it, like, just makes us so depressed that we always have oh. to meet a goal. So, like, I learned that, you know what? I know I need money. But I know I need to get my brain straight. And yeah, my, yeah, it's uh, like what's more important, straight. getting money or being okay? Yeah, and like feeling empty. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I went to work crying my eyes off, and I'm like, you know what? This is my last day. I'm not. Yeah, for minimum work. wage. Yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm done. You're never gonna see me again. Like this is it, and I haven't worked for what? It's what? It's uh, basically October for ten months, and I've been better. Huh. I've been better. I haven't worked for two years. Like worked like a bullshit minimum wage job. And I'm, like, getting to a point now where I'm like, hmm, I think I could work now. Yeah. You know? I took two years to literally, like, focus on depression, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's taken two years to get to a point where, like, I am mentally sane and comfortable enough to conceptualize the idea of me working. Yeah, and, like, dealing with customers dealing with, dealing with other, like, yeah. Just yeah. human beings, period. <laughs> you know, also, like, beings. I think that time, like, two years, for some people, oh, my God, you took two years to... Yes, I did take two years yeah. to deal yeah, with myself. Yeah, like, clearly that's how bad it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like, a lot of people feel scared to be judged or useless. Like, often I feel like I'm useless, but I'm like, no, I'm not, because, you know what, you may be judging me, but are you going through what I'm going through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you are, like, you're definitely not taking time for yourself. Yeah. So, okay, if you had to choose one, which would you rather rid the world of? Physical illness or mental illness? And why? Well, there was an article I read mm-hmm. in second year in my social science class that says we are actually not disabled like for physical disabilities. It's the surrounding world around us that makes the mm-hmm. surrounding world that makes us disabled, meaning that, and I, I relate to this a lot, like doors make us disabled. A door makes me disabled because it's too heavy for me to open. Mm. Right? I'm oh, like, okay. Wow. Like, like how the world, yeah, like just lack of accessibility yep. for just ease of use. Yeah, for, like, yeah. or sometimes when I'm in a wheelchair in the mall at Yorkdale, I'm like, I can't get into the store, so I'm just going to wait for you outside. Mm. So, like, 
I don't know, like, we were able to, like, perfect that, like, with architecture. There's actually something called universal architecture that deals with making buildings, doors, like, so Accessible. Anyone Accessible. Open them. Just anyone, yeah. and, Like, anyone that with anything, anything. anything that can open it. Yeah. So, for me, like, if we could target that issue, we wouldn't have physical disability. Mm. And so I would, like, rid of mental health because it kind of plays... Yeah, you feel like there's actually something that, that puts it in place that could actually... Kind of mm-hmm. rid. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say mental health too, actually, because I feel like there's also this stigma around physical health. So I mean, there's a stigma against both, but physical health is the more I guess common one that people are like familiar with, mm-hmm. and people feel really bad for people who yeah, are like physically bad. disabled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or just ill. Yeah. Or just ill, and it's like. It doesn't have to be this like sad thing. Yeah, just treat me this with pity. Like, like there's yeah. a lot of people who are d- physically disabled and they're happy and yeah. they're living their best life. Like, oh my goodness, there's this documentary. It's really short. It's on Netflix. It's called mm, I can't remember. I watched it like a couple days ago. Anyways, this high school wrestler has no bottom half of his body. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have legs, fam. He walks around on his hands like it's crazy. He looks so sick, but he's like some high school champ. He's now in like a D one university wrestling. How do you wrestle with no legs? Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. And he's doing it, and yeah. he's happy, and yeah. he's and he has a Netflix story. Mm-hmm. It's oh, I need. I'm gonna find it by the end of this podcast. It's called like Adonis or something. Adonis yeah. or something oh, like that. That's like, like yeah, that's exactly what I mean. It's like we're not disabled. Like even if you look at me, do I look disabled? Do yeah. I fit the category of no. disabled? Yeah. No. Yeah, but, but like there's are. a lot going but on. But the world makes me disabled. Not yeah. me. Not what I have. It's the world around me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm capable of much had the doorknob been heavy. <laughs> the doorknob not been a knob. Yeah. That I have to turn mm-hmm. and it kills my wrist. Like, or like the mean? accessible entry is like all the way t- on the other side, side of, of the Yeah, yeah. Or the stations that just have stairs. I'm like, do you want me to like roll down? Because I cannot. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's so true. Oh, I never thought of it that, that way. Okay. So, to end this off, I have our final topical debate. I've been asking people this all week, and it's like, like everyone kind of goes around in circles because they're not too sure, but... Okay, so, is a lack of motivation or willingness to do anything a mental health issue, or is the person just lazy? Is it possible for one to stand alone without the other? I think it's a mental health issue. Can you say it again, say it again, say it again? Is a lack of motivation or willingness to do anything a mental health issue, or is the person just lazy? Is it possible for one to stand alone without the other? Hmm. Like, can yeah. extreme laziness be a result of mental health, or do you think people you know out there can just be extremely it's like lazy? I feel like it's 50-50, because there's people that are just genuinely lazy, lazy yeah. but then there's people that are so unmotivated, so lazy, and so whatever because they're depressed because I've been there mm-hmm. but what if it's like the first people that you're talking about they're just so lazy, lazy. because they don't know about their mental health yeah that's what like that's they're what just unaware of but in general I do think there's people that are just, just like lazy because like, yeah. like, like you can just tell like there are people like for example like mommy's boys or mommy's girls that their parents give them everything sold like oh, oh like, you like I'm just privilege. lazy because like my dad's gonna give me like five thousand dollars oh like the like, privilege yeah yeah like it's that type of laziness and then there's the laziness that I'm not like I can't do anything because I'm in my own shell and like I just want to die and like yeah know. see I feel like it's, I feel like laziness has to tie in with mental health only because laziness, I feel like, is an ability to, an inability to change and evolve and to just be content with everything as it is and yeah. not change. And literally, it is in our DNA as human beings to evolve, to yeah, need change, to flourish, to, yeah. to progress. And so if you're incapable of doing that, like, say, like, people... Because, like, I had this um, conversation with Jamal, and I, I was just, like, you know, like, people that are just, like, living off the system, like, government's money, and, like, mm-hmm. like refuse to do anything. Like, that that is just, I feel like that ties into what's a, a mental health issue, and that they maybe haven't yeah, tapped into themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, your, your, want, your lack of a want to, like, just do anything with your life and just depend on someone else to supply certain utilities that's and like, needs for you, homeless. that's... I feel like that has to tie in with some sort of mental health disorder because, like, it is literally just down into our genetics to, like, need to feel like we're evolving and changing. And the interesting about what he brought up was that, like, he's like, I feel like that's wrong only because 
with people that depend on the system and are lazy in that sense. Like he's like, you have to understand like there's they're still they're still chasing after something. Like they're always just looking for new ways to (laughs) Yeah, he's like they're actually always looking for new ways to stay above the system and to have the system work in their favor. And when the next sort of check doesn't able Uh isn't able to work, they look for something else. And so like there is like their priorities are just different from the ones that you have in mind. I still think that's mental health because like you're sick. (laughs) If if you're looking for new ways to cheat the system, that's not okay. Like, like, I hate people that like, for example, have like a disability and use it to their advantage in a negative way or people that don't have have disabilities and they're like, oh, well, I'm depressed so I need the government to send me like this check and Mm -hmm. send... I'm like, you're actually downplaying people that actually have serious issues and and need support. yeah. Yeah, like for example, like, me, I hate to even ask for a dime, and then people are like, why? I'm like, because, like, I don't want to look like... Yeah, but, I, like, you actually... Yeah, but I'm like, for me, like, I can't even get out of bed for most days, and I'm feeling bad, but then there's people that are, like, running... Yeah, like, my wrist hurt from yeah, this job, so, like... So like uh, are you going to have to, like, give me six months off? And I'm like, you know what, like, I, like, I, don't, I don't like people that take advantage of disability because it just discredits people that do have Actually, do, yeah, and then all these questions come into the pay that the government needs to ask you to make sure that you're actually disabled that you feel are like now invasive and like okay now you have to question yourself like am i worthy of this yeah Yeah. and then with age two being that i'm so young Mm -hmm. um like i often feel like no they're gonna think i'm like yesing them which is true like oh my god the amount of times professors or like people look at me like Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it comes to school, too, especially, like, I think that's part of the reason why I'm held back a year, because I never took advantage of, like, academic accommodation. Yeah, me neither. I nice. never took advantage. You just tried to, like... <laughs> I'm just, like, I just tried to push through it and, like, not... Ask for And I help. just feel weird also telling a complete stranger I'm dealing with, like, severe anxiety and depression, and I need an extension on my essay. Yeah, oh, what's going on? Like Are you you're... okay? He <laughs> started asking you these weird-ass questions, like... Yeah, mm. even my professor, he, like, talked to me for, like, a good half hour, I'm like, like, okay, I just wanted to tell you, like, yeah, like, <laughs> but I get it, but yeah, like, no, concerned, and like, I, that's something I have to get over myself, like, not being, yeah, like, like if I'm gonna tell a person about it, you have to expect some sort of like response feedback, where they feel yeah. like they, like, yeah, it's also their job to care, and like, some people do care about their jobs, especially in like academics, like, and wanting to make sure that every student, yeah, like, kind he's of, been super good to me, like, I handed in an assignment, assignment late, and he, like, honestly understood, he's like, it's completely fine, he's like, I'm never gonna make your life complicated. I'm Aww. Oh, that's so sweet. Nice. You more props like that. I know. So, it's so good. Yeah, see, that's why they went on strike, because they're like, yo, we're such great teachers. <laughs> like, not getting enough recognition. <laughs> but, um, so, okay, so I feel like laziness doesn't stand on its own. You think it does? You guys think it's like a 50-50 for me. I don't know. Like, no, I agree with you, Sojourner. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Really. No, I think I think it definitely um, has to tie to like, like, some mental, mental health. Because I've been the most ambitious person like my whole entire life and I could say the past two years while I've been dealing with this my ambition it's not that my ambition has gone down it's just like my drive and willingness to accomplish my ambitious goals have went down and it's been really hard for me to like physically bring myself to do things because of my mental health yeah and I feel like that perpetuates your mental health as well because like now all these things that you were able to accomplish Accomplish. you feel no motivation to actually do and then it kind of but no we're working on that I'm getting there I'm better (laughs) (laughs) for me it's a generally great area where I would probably need to do like a bit more research to know like I would need like facts and like I don't know, like, I'm that kind of person that, like, I don't know, you have to kind of convince me with actual evidence rather than, like, you know, like, like, I also think it makes a lot of sense that that's why I'm, like, 50-50, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense that you're lazy because you're depressed because I see it happening to people. Depressed, anxious, like... But maybe, like, I'm confusing, like, privilege with laziness and... Yeah, I feel like there's different sides of the spectrum. There's laziness in terms of, like, the people that are... Underprivileged, and then there's laziness in terms of the people that are, yeah, are overprivileged. So, yeah. yeah, but um, thank you for you know you guys coming in and talking about this. This has been I, I'm actually very impressed with myself that I didn't cry. This is actually the Me first too. time. <laughs> this is actually the first time I've talked about the depression that I'm going through right now, and I actually haven't broken down. That was like one thing that I was like scared was gonna happen, yeah. but like I've never gone through the talking about my. RA without like bawling my eyes out. So yeah. Really good. Like my voice got a little shaky. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. Oh, I talk about this all the time. So I'm <laughs> used to this. Like, I'm, uh, 
And I think that I think that's another reason why like some people don't believe I'm depressed because I'm so vocal about it. So vocal. I'm I'm okay with I'm I'm okay with admitting it. I'm okay with talking That's about good, it. Though. I'm a huge advocate for it. If anyone ever you know it's important. Yeah, it's important. Like, you know it's important. If anyone wants to talk about it, you can hit me up. Um at, at a O. Ooh, put in the plugs. Um <laughs> I would put my phone number, but that's kinda weird, but you can email me. Um <laughs> at a O at gmail dot com and I will we could talk together and we could like, you know, share yeah. experiences. Oh, cool. Because yeah. I what? love you <laughs> and I love me. What's your podcast? It's um, at Cassandra Cortez. On Instagram. Yeah, it is. And you know you guys can always follow me at Sojourner Friend or um, the podcast. I'd love if you guys could follow the podcast because we're always looking for people to join the community and listen in and actually start talking about shit and how shitty and unfair things are so we can actually Life. move forward so to change that. <laughs> but um yeah this has been another episode of same same but different or vote cast original i hope you guys enjoyed this episode thank you too for coming on ada and cassandra thank you, darling. and tune in next time Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.